if people start pulling their money out of New York Community Bank, it's toast. It can't survive. You remember last year, we had all kinds of issues in the regional banks. I think we're about to see all kinds of issues more in the regional banks. Now, let's break this down. I am a finance nerd. I love this kind of stuff. And in fact, I do a lot of consulting with financial institutions. So I'm, I'm like front lines watching as all this happens. What really went down last year was the fact that while institutions, um, they make money two ways, right? They make money by investing like institutions actually do investing, not just personal people, right? Personal uh, accounts don't just go out and buy CDs. A lot of uh, uh, institutions go out and buy CDs. A lot of institutional uh, institutions buy things called MBSs, mortgage-backed securities. If you've seen the big short movie, it's similar to that. Uh, collateralized debt obligations, things like that. The point is, is that they make money not only from making mortgages, making auto loans, making credit cards, but they make money from investing, okay? Now, imagine that you are a billion dollar institution and you decide, okay, I'm going to take um, 500 million and put it in loans. And I'm gonna take my other 500 million and put it into investments. That's a decently sound strategy. And at the end of the day, when we look at your balance sheet, if you had to call all those auto loans and all those mortgages, of course, there's gonna be some uh, loss in those valuations because of time and maybe even they've gone up, right? Maybe your mortgage uh, portfolio has grown in market value while your auto loan uh, portfolio has shrank in market value, right? So your 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 loan value should stay pretty consistent. Uh, however, on the uh, investment side, if you were one of those institutions who were just struggling to make loans, and you're like, okay, we gotta do something with this other $500 million, let's go and make investments. Now, when they went to make investments, they weren't making what you would consider as an investment of like maybe a two or three year CD, maybe a five year uh, CD. They, some of them were looking at um, 20 and 30 year MBSs, so mortgage-backed securities. So like a mortgage, but instead of actually owning the home, you own the investment. And they really levered into these, okay? So these regional banks really levered into these. And now a lot of them are actually really levered into commercial real estate, which in my opinion is even worse than these mortgage-backed products. And during that time, this is pre-COVID when, or during COVID when rates are at rock bottom. Let's say they went on a 25-year MBS because they needed to capture yield to pay, uh, you know, to make any money. So they chose a 25-year MBS because it was 30 basis points higher than a five-year MBS. I'm not kidding. The spread on these was crazy. So instead of making 3.25 for five years, they decided they were going to make 3.55 for 25 years. Now, by doing that, you're boxing yourself in, right? You're saying, I'm going to hold this to maturity for 25 years and only make 3.55%. At the time, a lot of institutions thought it was a great idea because rates were at near lows and they needed more money. Now, skip forward three years, rates have doubled and tripled in some places. The front end of the yield curve, which is the short end, right? The one month, two month, three months, six months, one year, two year, three year, um, are significantly higher on interest rates than anything out in the 20-year space, in the 30-year space, right? So if they had just put on that three-year CD, two-year CD at 3.25%, they would have already turned that over and now reinvested that at 5%, maybe even higher. But a lot of institutions were stuck with those super low-rate investments 
for 25 years. Now, here comes the problem, okay? Here comes the problem. When you have depositors who say, I need to get my money out now, you don't actually have a billion dollars sitting in cash, right? You have 500 million out in um, loans, and then you have another 500 million out in investments. And when those depositors come through and they say, I need my cash, and maybe you've got a big whale who's like, man, I got $10 million, I'm pulling it out of this bank, I need to go put it somewhere else. I don't trust you anymore. And I'm going to tell all my high worth friends, high net worth friends, you know what? I don't trust that bank anymore. So we're going to pull out my 10 million, your 6 million, your 28 million. And between the five of us, 10 of us, maybe we're looking at $100 million we need to pull out right now. So that's 10% of the balance sheet that needs to be liquidated and given back to the depositors. Okay. Hear me out. I'm going a long way around this, but you'll, you'll understand why I'm going through all this. So the bank doesn't have a million dollars on hand. It might have five million. It might. So it says, okay, we can't call all the auto loans and mortgages. The only thing that we can call and actually get our, our, our investments back is our, well, get our money back is our investments, right? It's like withdrawing from another institution. But when they did that, they put $500 million in. They need to take $100 million out, but those investments have lost so much value because they are worthless. Nobody wants those investments anymore, right? Nobody wants a 3.55% 20-year MBS. So those investments went from uh, a book value of, let's say, $500 million. Now their book value might be $400 million. They might be taking a 20% write-down, maybe even $350 million. So they just took a $150 million hit before they've even had to liquidate another $100 million to give to their depositors. And now this billion-dollar institution is now a $750 million institution. And word spreads of that. Word spreads of, hey, this bank's going under. This bank is making massive, massive losses. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Losses. This bank cannot pay their depositors back. If you need your money, you better go get it now because they're not going to be able to take out their investments and pay back everybody who's deposited. And that is when the bank run starts. And that's how banks collapse overnight. That's why I went through that whole story. I hope that was helpful. Let me know in the comments if that was helpful. <laughs> now, um, I think we're about to see more of that. 
right? That was not contained to just two or three banks. That's systematic. That's systemic. That's across the industry, right? Now, there are plenty of institutions who are rolling in dough. I've seen some that are making more money now than they've made in years combined in a single quarter. I mean, they are making so much. But the regional bank is about to hit a regional bank crisis, just hit a third credit downgrade as crisis concerns linger. Right. New York Community Bank was hit with a third downgrade on Thursday amid concerns about commercial real estate exposure. Commercial real estate makes total sense to me because while we were talking about investments a few minutes ago, getting their money out of investments now getting their money out of commercial real estate. Oh, they're freaking screwed. Right. Like I saw some stats that said up to 30 to 40 percent of all commercial real estate is vacant now vacant because of people working from home. Maybe you're working from home. Maybe you're working from the Philippines. Right. But. The commercial real estate sector is in so much trouble. New York Community Bank was hit with a third credit downgrade as fears linger that the regional bank could be in peril as nearly a year after regional banking sector was hit by a crisis that triggered some of the largest bank failures in U.S. history. And now you understand how and why. Uh, Morningstar downgraded their credit rating and cited outsized exposure to commercial real estate. Bank has pledged to reduce them, has pledged to reduce those in the months ahead. Commercial real estate borrowers have been under pressure due to higher interest rates as well as lower occupancy rates during the rise of remote work. Uh, Fitch cut the rating from BBB to BBB minus, BBB negative. It's lowest investment, that is its lowest investment grade rating. Moody's lowered it to BA2 plus, a non-investment grade or junk tier. So they just said, this New York Community Bank is junk. This New York Community Bank is not worth investing in, period. Liquidity appears sufficient at the moment, but given the bank failures last spring, we remain cautious given the adverse headline risk, including a significant decline in their stock price, which could eventually spook customers and depositor confidence, just like we talked about. This is why I told the whole story so you'd understand why it matters, right? If people start pulling their money out of New York Community Bank, it's toast. It can't survive. Now, I want to take a look at New York Community Bank's um, AI trading data, right? We actually got a sell signal back on December 28th. On December 28th, look here. New York Community Bank had been relatively stable between, uh, let's call it $12 and $9 during this time here. And we got a sell signal on December 28th. December 28th, and then 26 days later, it's down by 59%, right? It's not all about just how much can I make in the market? It's about how much little can I lose? And if you'd been following these signals here, right? You'd have gotten out on December 28th before it dropped 59%. Not only that, over the course of time, which is gonna take a lot more than that now, over the course of time, the signal returns were 58.64%. So you would have made 58% following these signals and managed to not lose 59% during this decline here. So that is pretty outstanding. So be sure you head over to outlierdeal.com. That's O-V-T-L-Y-R deal.com. So you can get your hands on these signals so you know when to get in, but also when to get out of the stocks. Now let's go see what the uh, internet is saying about this, right? Months ago, we were told the regional bank crisis is over. Now, regional bank index is down 13% year to date and New York Community Bank is down 63% in one month. Here's where it gets interesting, directly from Fed Chair Powell's interview in 60 Minutes. There will be some banks that have to be closed or merged out of existence because of this. That'll be the smaller banks, and I suspect for the most part. 
While we agree this is certainly not 2008, many small banks are still feeling the pain. Did the regional bank crisis ever really end? No. No. And the reason why is because we have so many banks that still have this systemic issue. We have so many banks that all did the same thing. They all did the same thing, except for a handful. Those handful are making money like they've never made before. But the other 50 to 80%, they are looking at this thinking, ooh, I hope other people don't find out about this, right? I hope other people aren't seeing what we can see, right? <laughs> a manageable problem, we'll just throw some money at it. Did the regional bank crisis ever really end? No. The Fed's program simply bought them some time. I agree, absolutely, that makes total sense to me. So be sure to hit one of these two videos above YouTube. The algorithm knows that you're gonna like those and uh, be sure to watch more. And thank you so much for tuning in today's Outlier Live. I'll see you on the next episode. Talk soon.